And uh, what common mistakes do you see people, customers make when they first start using your platform? Uh, most of it is just not thinking through things, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Hello, and welcome back, listener. It is your host, Barry Moore, here for Episode 9 of the Active Marketer Podcast. We've got a great interview today. We've been talking a lot about Active Campaign in the last few episodes, and I certainly think it's a great tool. And I know many of you out there are using it, so I thought we might have a chat with Jason Vandeboom, the CEO of Active Campaign, uh, and get his take on the company and where he's going and what features we can see in that platform in the future. But before we get to that, some news and events. I'll have an upcoming webinar with John McIntyre, the autoresponder guy from themcmethod.com. We'll be doing a joint webinar coming up in, in the next couple of weeks. So don't miss out on that. It's going to be how you can create an automated selling machine for your business. If you want an alert on what exact date that's going to be, head over to theactivemarketer.com, join up to our mailing list, and we'll send you out an alert uh, once we've locked in a date for that webinar. It's going to be really great. And on to the Shameless Social Proof segment of the show where we read out your iTunes review. We've got one in the U.S. store this week. Five stars from Matt McWilliams. It says, well done, Barry. Wow, the Active Market Podcast is flat out awesome. Good production quality, easy to listen to. Very impressed. Keep bringing it. Well, thanks, Matt. Really appreciate that. And we'd love to get your reviews on iTunes. So if you just head over there, leave us a review on iTunes. We'll read it out on one of the future shows. I just need to make a little apology beforehand. The sound quality on this interview is not the best. Uh, and we did try and work with a sound engineer to get rid of the little bit of hissing that you hear in there. We weren't really successful with getting rid of that noise, unfortunately. But uh, I wanted to put this interview out there because I think it's a it's a great chat with with Jason. And I think you'll get a lot out of it anyway. So apologize for the, for the audio quality in this one. It sounds not too annoying, but I do apologize for the little hiss in the background. So this week, as I said, we're talking to Jason Vandeboom, the CEO of Active Campaign. I think it's a really great tool and a really great company on a number of different levels. One is just kind of their attitude toward internet marketing, uh, and they really have a, a solid corporate identity on who they want to be and where they want to take their business. So it's really interesting to talk to Jason. So let's get into this week's episode with Jason Vandeboom, CEO of Active Campaign. <music> Really exciting show today. I would love to welcome to the show Jason Vandeboom from Active Campaign. He's the the CEO of Active Campaign over there. And since we all love the tool here at theactivemarketer.com, I thought it would be a treat to get him on and talk about kind of the company a little bit and their direction for the tool going forward. So welcome, Jason. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, one of the things I've found interesting about Active Campaign is that you guys seem to kind of have a different corporate culture to kind of some of the other tools out there like Infusionsoft, Entreport, et cetera. And I wanted to have a chat about you first about some of that. And I guess I kind of got that idea originally from uh, a post you guys did about a year ago, I guess, which was uh, about how you turn away millions of dollars of revenue every year. So I thought um, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about what it, what the corporate culture is at Active Campaign and why you guys are kind of decided that that was the way for you. 
Sure. I think what you see a little bit of is we don't have a pure sales focus here. Um, so it's not all about just bringing on more and more clients and bringing on more and more revenue. Obviously, we like clients. We love revenue. Um, but we really want to build something that we can kind of stand behind and we can believe that actually makes the whole email ecosystem a little bit better. Um, traditionally, when you look at email marketing, things like that, a lot of people will use words like, you know, bulk or, or, you know, just like blast out an email or something like that. And we don't want any part of that side of things. We're more about intelligence-driven emails. So you're sending fewer things, whether it's email or text or anything, um, but it's just more behavioral-based. Uh, so you send fewer, but you get better results from it. Yeah, fair enough. In that in that bit about turning away millions of dollars of revenue, is that is that you know you guys taking the moral high ground that you don't want to be associated with spammers, or is it self preservation to protect your delivery rate, or a bit of both? It's definitely both. Uh, so obviously, we don't really want any part uh, with spam at all because um, we hate it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it comes down to deliverability as well. Uh, just the type of user, I guess, that you're kind of positioning yourself towards as yeah. well. Um, so someone that's just looking to, you know, just blast out a bunch of emails to someone that uh, they don't really know um, is going to be a different type of user to work with because their goals are not aligned uh, with the goals of someone that has a little bit more of a thought behind their marketing. Well, that brings up an interesting question for me that I never really thought about. What is the kind of typical customer avatar for you guys? Uh, it's pretty wide range. So, you know, we kind of fit like the small to medium-sized business. We have a lot of a lot of internet-based companies, whether it's SaaS products um, or just e-commerce uh, uh, type of sites, um, all the way down to like, you know, mom-and-pop type coffee shops, realtors, um, things like that. Cool. And um, I, I know you guys have been in business for a while, but for those of for those for those listeners who don't necessarily know the Active Campaign story, can you just give us a quick kind of uh, history of Active Campaign? Sure, it's we've been around quite a while for what we do. So we started in two thousand three, um, but when we started, we started as a traditional software company, um, and our focus was private labeling and uh, letting people resell. So for you know quite a while, we were used by a lot of people; they just didn't know about us. Yeah. Um, number of years back, we started making a transition to more of a SaaS platform. Uh, and by doing so, we still have our reselling and things like that. Uh, but our brand is uh, definitely out there a little bit more. And this allows us to focus on building things that we otherwise couldn't have with traditional software uh, because we control the entire infrastructure, things like that. So making an investment in a feature that could cost you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year is no big deal for us, but to try to put that onto each individual licensee of a product, uh, it would just be impractical. Yeah, yeah, really. Okay. So where do you, um, where do you guys want to take uh, Active Campaign from here? So just within the last year or so, you, you know, some people that have watched us have seen us get a little more into automation. Uh, we definitely have a lot more to do with that. And we see sales and our release of our built-in CRM as being a big thing we can grow in. Uh, right now, it's just kind of our first take at what we wanted as a CRM. We, uh, we're working on an update for that as well. So between the sales, automation, and tying that in with all the different marketing channels, um, we think there's, there's a lot we can do. Yeah, I, I love your product because it's it's so deep. It's like um, every day you almost find something new in there that you can start using in a different way. Um, sure. I especially like, you know, 
did the CRM deal pipeline you guys came out with, uh, I guess, uh, maybe six months or so now. Um, very cool, very useful, and I've already found dozens of ways to use it. So is that going to be a more central focus of the tool going forward? Is it going to kind of spread its tentacles more throughout the tool? Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to still have these three main kind of like columns of things going on. So you have your your messaging aspect, and then you have the automation and the sales. Right now the sales is, is fairly tied in, but we could do a lot more with it. Um, and we just kind of want to integrate everything when it comes to a contact. Uh, so right now on the platform, you, you, you can look at a contact or you can look at a deal, um, but you can probably understand. It kind of has a separation feel to it. Um, so we're working on some updates to kind of just make this all, it's, it's, a, it's already an integrated solution, but we want to make it even a smoother process. Very cool. And in your API integration, I know you've got uh, out to some other tools, but do you have uh, more, more integrations planned via an API level? Yeah, we're, we, we think of that as a good marketing uh, strategy for ourselves. And it's worked well to uh, kind of get into audiences that we were, uh, that weren't, weren't aware of us in the past. Um, so we're constantly looking for uh, new people to integrate with. Um, and we just constantly have people coming up to us wanting to integrate with us. Oh, good. Uh, cool. So we assist with them. So, you know, we, we're constantly rolling out. I think we're over 150 uh, different types of apps we integrate with. Um, and we're looking to do more uh, in-depth integrations um, with uh, with other CRMs even. Uh, so like if you don't want to use our CRM, uh, you'd be able to just connect up with another CRM and just use us for the automation aspect of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know a few people who are doing that. So that's it's it's nice that you don't get locked in, but obviously yep. you guys want to make your own product and make it uh, make it as tightly integrated as possible. So that's pretty cool. All right, so I think most of the listeners to this podcast will be probably just starting out with automation. So they've either just started or they're maybe a few months into their automation journey. So for those people who haven't started and they know they want to, um, where's a good place for them to start? Well, if you're doing it kind of like in a self-serve type of thing, yeah, you probably just want to get started with, like if you have responders already, just try to get that into like an automation workflow just so you can start getting comfortable with the concept. Uh, and then you can start thinking about like how can you expand off of that um, and think about areas of your business that you can kind of define some processes for um, either following up with people or kind of like nurturing things, um, whether it's before the sale, after the sale. Um and just any, any area where you could kind of make a blend of both automation and human touch to things. Because uh, we find that's probably the most effective usage of automations. Is Because sometimes, sometimes people think about automations as kind of over-automating things and just trying to like have these stale messages sent out all the time. Um, but we find it's best if you kind of uh, build them so it has these these touch points where a human would get involved. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I see people kind of over overlooking that portion of the product in that yeah you can automate everything but that means you can automate everything so you know you can set up alerts to your internal staff members to follow up with somebody or uh, send an alert to the sales uh, team to follow up with a nice thank you card in the post or um, all kinds of stuff so it's not just the external emails going out that can get automated but you're right it's all those internal processes as well so nobody slips through the cracks and uh, every your, every customer is getting the best experience they can so that's something yeah. I see a lot of people overlook when they're starting out they think it's all just you know emails out but it certainly isn't yeah, you should you should always be thinking about more things besides just email. 
And uh, what common mistakes do you see people, customers make when they first start using your platform? Uh, most of it is just not thinking through things enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, and it's, it, it's, you, you can't really blame them for that um, because you just have to think about it in different ways. kind Because you get so used to your day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing you're initially going to want to do is try to automate things to save yourself time, which is good. Um, but you definitely have to think about things that you're not doing already. Um, or just different strategies you could use to kind of like reach out to people proactively. Um, we try to, we, we enjoy working with people and try like with our, we do demos and, and one-on-ones, things like that. And it, it's nice to get someone else's perspective, whether it's us or someone that has worked with our product or, or any automation software to kind of just give you a different take on things, um, outside of your bubble of your own day-to-day business. Yeah. I think there's kind of, there's kind of two camps people fall into when they start using it. They they open up the tool and they look at everything it can do and they get kind of what I call possibility overwhelm. There's so many things here I could do and they end up kind of doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or they don't see any of the possibilities and they just keep doing the same thing that they always did with um, a simpler tool like AWeber or MailChimp and you know and they end up with 20 different lists and they're just blasting out a monthly newsletter and that's it. And you're like, Oh my God, you're not even, yeah. you're, not even you're not even starting the engine to this product. There's so much more you could do. So, um, I think, yeah, a little education goes a long way in, in, in really understanding what the tool can do, but how you can drive it to, to help your business rather than, than just doing the same old thing that you used to do with your other. Sure. Tool. And the other thing I'd say we, we see from time to time is people will go in They'll actually put some thought in. They'll 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 put together some good things. Uh, they'll get it all set up, and then they'll, they'll just forget about it. Um, and it's something you should probably keep tweaking and optimizing, just like you would with anything you're spending money yeah, on. Sure. Uh, you know, you, normally people wouldn't just set their AdWords and just leave it go for like a year um, <laughs> yeah, because that'd be dangerous. But, very but dangerous it's, it's, and very expensive. Yeah, but but it, but people wouldn't do that because they have that direct cost association. Yeah. So with something like this, you don't have that necessarily, but the same thing is there because you're possibly losing far more than what you would have lost with AdWords. You just don't even know about it because you haven't really given it the time. Um, so that, that that's that's a costly thing I think I've seen. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Now, following on to that thing that you know, there's so much in the platform that you can do and so many possibilities. Have you ever seen customers kind of do something that you were surprised with? You're like, geez, I didn't even think of that. That's pretty clever. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of interesting integrations, I guess, um, in different usages, whether it's kind of like integrating things that we never would have thought of integrating with or people taking the product and they'll come to us with a support question or something and we'll, we'll look at it and it's like it's, it's not really our product anymore. Like, what did you do to it? Um, <laughs> But because we allow people to change it to a certain extent, so they they can actually do some pretty drastic things. Um, so some it, it can get interesting when you look at it. And it doesn't even look like what you've been working on. Um, I guess the other thing I'd say is what kind of has caught off, uh, kind of off guard a little bit. Um, we're we're well aware of people using like complex automations and lots of automations, um, but we found some fairly small companies using like massive amounts of automations like like a hundred automations with tons of logic in it and stuff like that um and we expected it from certain markets but not from 
someone with just like one user and yeah. and coffee and doing shop. coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, it's it's like taking optimization and like going all the way. Um, and it's good. It's just, it makes us think about things a little bit differently because we want to make it easier for them to actually manage all that. Because even when we look at it, it can be a little overwhelming. Um, so it's, it, I guess it's mostly things that make us kind of like rethink about how we should, uh, set things up going forward. And people constantly push the boundaries of things, I guess I'd say in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I've talked to some kind of, um, fairly, active internet marketers who are doing, you know, six, seven figure businesses that use a tool. And and I seem to find that the guys that are using it the most and kind of the most successfully financially seem to be the ones that have the simplest automations. Not, they don't have to be crazy and complex in five levels deep and this one fires that one and this one fires that one. They're just really well thought out and really simple and they just work. Yeah, I, th- I think especially like how a- any form of automated communication, just how it's crafted and how you personalize it um, goes a long ways. And then also just like you're saying, kind of a shorter workflows, like um, like we'll do certain things, whether someone does something or doesn't do something within our service. But there's just these small kind of like hooks and triggers we have uh, for things. So you don't end up with this huge workflow that you've designed. Um, there's cases where it where it is needed, but you know to try to keep it, to, you know, to quality crafted uh, things instead of just going overboard with a single one is typically better out. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, and other other cool features you guys have built in that you've just kind of gone. Why is nobody using this? That kind of nobody seems to have discovered and nobody seems to use. Or what are the kind of the the cool features that most people sure. seem to overlook in the platform? So nobody really gives conditional content any <laughs> any value. Yeah. We've had it forever. I mean, we've had that for a ton of time. And some people use it, but it's not used to where it could be, in my opinion, because people will use personalization. Um, but that's pretty basic, and it's not really that amazing. I mean, doing like, hey, first name or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Nobody really believes that typically. Um, it can be nice. It's, it, it can help, but using blocks of content that's conditional, um, we've seen a lot of success with, but we haven't seen as many people actually utilize it. Um, when we first launched site and event tracking, which, which allows you to track like everything your contacts are doing on your site or custom apps, things like that, there was this delay of just it actually taking off how we thought it was going to. And now it's, now it's pretty, uh, it's taken off pretty wildly, but it's uh, we had this period of just people weren't really using it, <laughs> and uh, that was partly a kind of like a marketing error, education error on our side, maybe, um, of getting people to be a little more aware of how things work. And then we brought in some more some more options with automations using that data, and I think that's probably helped as well. Um, but that that was that's a very powerful uh, component of. Uh, being able to trigger things based on behavior and whatnot. Yeah, that uh, site and event tracking is crazy cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then that's why initially when we launched it, it was just like, okay, it's kind of a slow response to it. Uh, but that's taken off quite a bit now. And and just to loop back to the other thing, for those listeners who don't know what the conditional content thing is, can you just quickly explain that? Sure. It, it's similar to personalization where you'd put like first name in an email, but you would put something like uh, if interested in 
product category, show this content. Otherwise, if interested in this, show this block of content. So you can have images, you can have whole paragraphs, you can have different columns in your email of uh, just different content based on any of their data that you have. So that data could be uh, contact data, like things that they visited, uh, anything. Yeah, exactly. So you can actually use those two together. So if someone's been, if you're using your event in, in site tracking and someone's been on a page, so say you're a fitness person or a personal trainer or something, someone's been on your nutrition page half a dozen times in the last month. So when you send out your monthly newsletter, uh, that person can receive the lead story in that newsletter might be something about nutrition because they've expressed a, an interest in it in the past where somebody else might be about exercise and fitness or something like that. Yep. Very cool. Um, so what's your favorite feature in the platform? I, I like data quite a bit. Uh, so I like all of the tracking and then the segmenting of things. Um, segmenting, you know, people will typically think of that as just kind of like narrowing down a funnel or, or sending to a list, but you kind of use it to just explore things as well. Um, so the data and the segmenting of the data is just making that large amounts of data actionable. Um, so that's, that's kind of what interests me. Very, very cool. Um, and just to kind of finish up on, on the platform a little bit, what, what kind of new and revised features might be coming out in the future that you can talk about? Sure. So we've been working for quite a while on a new email designer. Uh, what we have isn't really up to our standards anymore. Um, so it, it, it's quite a bit better in terms of just drag and drop interface and uh, uh, multi-user editing, things like that. Um, so we're going to be rolling that out soon with a bunch of new email templates. Uh, so that'll be very nice. We're working on an update to the automation uh, and workflow builder. Uh, it'll be more drag and drop in a sense. Um, we're really smoothing out the whole process. Um, everyone comes to us for it because it's easy to use. Um, but as we have used it and as we've been kind of Im improving our overall uh, user interface and user experience, we've just found a lot of things we could change with it to even make it smoother. Um, so that's going on as well. And while we're doing that, we're going to be uh, adding in some new interesting uh, options for your workflows and how you can build automations. Uh, and then another thing that we're interested in uh, and we're kind of starting on uh, is more behavior-based triggers. So um, right now you can do that for automations. We want to bring that whole logic and kind of bring all this outside of email and outside of our app uh, so that you can have behavioral-based triggers and things like that um, in different channels, maybe on your site, maybe in an app, things like that. So that's going to be an interesting one because that's going to be a little bit out of our uh, out of our norm. And how would that be handled on the site? So just by the tracking that's already there and you can tell that that person's been to your site before, so... Yeah, we can build off of what we've done with site and event tracking. Right. Um, it'll it'll be built off of that, um, but with some other options on top. But yeah, it'll basically the idea of you know personalizing and uh, conditional type of things um, with triggering things and stuff like that. We want to bring to different channels. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. And um, anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, what what kind of is just from a company point of view, I noticed this year you're kind of, I don't know if it's just me, but you seem to be kind of getting your brand out there a bit more this year. Is that 
Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, we've definitely gotten the brand out there more. We're seeing a lot more movement uh, from other people in our space. Um, we're we're definitely becoming more comfortable with being in the space that we've positioned ourselves in, uh, coming from more of a traditional ESP market into more of a automation focused yeah. uh, market. So we're seeing you know we're seeing a lot of movement from that from and from the movement and from our brand getting out there. Um, we're having to scale up, you know, everything uh, in regards to sales support and trying to bring on more development to uh, keep things moving along at a good pace. Well, I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. I love the product, and everybody I talk to is just kind of amazed at how much functionality in there and how accessible it is for for kind of the smaller business or the solo entrepreneur who's just starting out. So, um, well done for how far you've come with Active Campaign, and I really, really look forward to seeing what you do with it next. Thanks, Jason. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Well, there you go. The future of Active Campaign. I think it's a great tool, and they keep building out and they keep putting new features in there. And they're really, really, really responsive to how their users are using the tool. If you head over to their feedback site, um, I've put in a couple of suggestions for new features or how things should work, and they've already started planning and implementing those. So, really great company to work with. And I do appreciate Jason stopping by for this interview. You can find all the show notes and all the links we mentioned over at theactivemarketer.com forward slash CEO on the next few upcoming episodes of the Active Marketer podcast. We're going to be mixing it up a little bit. I got a lot of great feedback from uh, last week's Tactical 20 podcast where it's a short, sharp, implementable tip that you can put into your business in less than 20 minutes. So we'll be doing a few more of those. I'd love to hear what topics you'd like covered, so send me an email at barry at theactivemarketer.com and we'll work in your suggestions or you can head over to, to any of the show notes for any of the episodes. Leave me a comment down below and we'll work in your suggestions in the future episodes. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com. 